Ladies and gentlemen, grunts and girls, it's time for another episode of the Bullets to Beans podcast. I'm your host, Doc J. This is the second week of February 2020. Our topic this week is how to not be a statistic. Let's get going. First of all, what went through my mind is how stupid am I to actually volunteer for this. We'd like to give a shout out to Evan and the crew at 30secondsout.com. If you're looking for some military-inspired morale gear, t-shirts, hats, stickers, patches, even some pretty wicked wall art, check them out at 30secondsout.com. So our topic this week is how to not become a statistic. So to start off, let's start off with a couple of statistics. So the unemployment rate in the United States is currently hanging around 3.6%. The unemployment rate for veterans, about 2.9%. Congratulations, veterans. The U.S. poverty rate is roughly 12%, while the veteran poverty rate hangs just below 7%. A good good disparity there. I like that. Congratulations again. Let's get into some of the not-so-great ones. Heart disease incidence rates amongst veterans is 95% or greater. Homelessness, although recently there was a 5% decrease in veteran homelessness, veterans account for over 9% of all homeless residents, uh, and that number represents greater than 37,000 homeless veterans. In contrast to that, the fact that less than 7% of the entire U.S. population is a veteran. So there's a there's a disproportionate amount of veterans that are homeless. The U.S. divorce rate among income uh, high-income families in the United States is roughly 11%, while low-income families is 17%. Let's hit right at the heart of things here. Combat veteran divorce rate, depending on the study, the rate is as high as 65%. And then what we discussed in one of the the first episodes about suicide, veterans commit suicide at uh, a rate one and a half times greater than civilians. So ladies and gentlemen, let's try to not be some of those statistics. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to let you know up front, some of the things I'm going to mention in today's show might punch some people in the stomach. It might sound like I'm talking directly to them. And if that's the case, good. Maybe it'll uh, motivate you a little bit. So to back up, all right, we talked about some statistics I want to back up to when I was going through my med board, okay? What I saw in the medical board process and what I see continually at the VA is a certain proportion of the veteran community that falls into playing the victim. And I've thought about that quite a bit. And I could see where the process of being a disabled veteran, and I'm not, let me clarify something up front. I'm not talking about the people who, because of their injuries, because of illness because of their physical limitations or the, the whatever incapacitates them, that they, they're very limited in what they can do as far as being productive, employable, and active. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people who like to play the victim that, that add to these statistics. In the medical board process, it's one thing if you get punched in the stomach. It's another thing when you get punched in the stomach by your own country, right? So I recognize that. But what I saw in the med board process, and again, what I see at the VA when I go to my appointments at the VA and when I'm there for whatever reasons, I see a population of people that are okay with playing the victim. I see a population of people that continue to talk about what the government owes them. I see a population of people that are just standing there with their hand out waiting for the freebie. You know, where's my discount? What do I get for free? And I don't see in that population of folks, I see very few that are trying to make themselves better. I see very few that take personal accountability and personal responsibility for their life, and they're waiting for somebody else to make their life better for them. And that's where I have a problem. At the VFW Western Conference in Anchorage in November, 
the end of last year, the VFW National Commander-in-Chief, Doc Schultz, fellow combat medic, loved the guy who was a Navy corpsman in Vietnam, assigned to Marine units. Um, in his keynote address, he talked about how, yes, the VA does have an obligation to provide you with certain services. The VA absolutely has a responsibility to provide you with accessible health care and the benefits that you are entitled to and that you earn. But he also brought up the fact that as veterans, we have an obligation to meet the VA halfway. We have an obligation to show up to our appointments on time. We have an obligation to reach out and try to find the services that we need and work with the VA to make our life better. And why I'm so struggled or challenged by this is we come from the greatest class of warrior ever known, the United States military. And I know what it takes to get through some of the schools that most of us went through. Even just basic training. Not even looking at the sexy schools, you know, Rangers, SWIC, none of that. Just looking at basic training. As a military service member, you accomplish something that less than 1% of the active population of this country has even attempted, right? You've attempted and completed something that the majority of our population isn't even qualified to attempt. And then when you add on to some of the other things that people complete and go through, you know, Ranger School, Mountain Warfare School, SWIC, different, you know, Airborne School, Air Assault School, Pathfinder, you know, the Reconnaissance Leaders Course, different, different schools within the military. And I know I just spit off a ton of them that were applicable and only to the Army, but I was Army. Give me a break. It's what I know. But when we completed those schools, when we completed our training, even basic training, we had to dig deep inside and we had to want it. We had to find a reason to win. We had to find a reason to be better than the person next to us. And then when we're at a different place in life and when we're beaten down and when our time in service is over, I just see a certain percentage, not a total, but I see a certain percentage of our population that when they hung their uniform up, they hung up their fighting spirit. They hung up their will. And maybe they were just so beaten down, maybe they were just so destroyed by what they gave, and they gave it all to their country that they have nothing left in them. I get that, right? And those are the people who truly need every advantage and every service available to them to help them. But I see some people, when they're at the VA, they act a certain way, and when I see them out in public, they're a totally different person, you know? And these are the people I'm talking about that like to play the victim. Find a reason to be better. Find a reason to represent the veteran community to the best of your ability. We're the best asset that this country has to offer, and goddammit, we should start acting like it. Not everybody needs to start their own foundation. Not everybody needs to, to go out and, and try to do, you know, I'm not telling people you need to follow my model and, and, and build a company and, and, and do the things that I'm doing or that other veterans have done. But for fuck's sake, when you have a job, do it to the best of your ability recognize the difference between military and civilian communities and try to thrive in the civilian community. If your time in service is over, then don't be so begrudging in holding on to quote unquote your glory days because life will never be the same as what it was in the military. And as long as we try to propagate our bad attitude out into the civilian world, we only give people that aren't fans of the military a reason to complain about us. As long as we walk around loathsome and demand everything at a discount and everything for free, then, you know, we, we bring some, some things upon ourselves. You know, talking about some of the, the statistics that I talked about, 95% incident rate of heart disease in the veteran community. Some of that is predisposed based off your genetics. I get that completely. 
You know, having worked in healthcare for over 27 years now, some people are genetically predisposed to heart disease and heart condition. Some of it is just bad fucking life choices. You get out of the military and you just can't wait to smoke more or smoke different things. You can't wait to not have to get up and do PT. You can't wait to not get out and go to the field and, and not have to ever do military type stuff again. And physically you fucking fall apart right? I mean, I hurt. I hurt every time I hike. My knees, my back. I get it, but I'd rather have knee pain than heart pain. I'd rather have back pain than a heart attack. You know, I've never, I've never professed to have a perfect marriage, but God damn it, I don't want to be a divorce statistic. I don't want to be those, one of those military families that fell apart. And my wife and I have to work hard every day at making our marriage work. I already did a complete show on the suicide rate. I know, I'll personally know a fair amount about that as I planned my own suicide. Homelessness, right? There's absolutely, and there's some political stuff here, and I, and I promise, and I'm going to stick to my promise to not get political about things, but there's some political stuff here about homeless veterans and then giving away social services to people who might not have entered our country completely legitimately, right? That's how I'm going to skirt that. But as veterans, we have to be advocates for ourselves, right? We can't make a local community take care of us better, right? Well, bullshit, we can. It's how we advocate. It's, it's the voice that we present in our community. It's how we socialize with our community leaders and how we engage with our community leaders. I see a lot of groups on social media specifically for veterans. There's one that I would like to call out, the Vetpreneur. It's Veteran Entrepreneurs. And that's a, that is a community online. It's a closed Facebook community of veteran entrepreneurs that are there to support each other. And I absolutely love that. But then there's some other organizations or Facebook groups on social media. And this is the second this is the second run of this recording. Okay. So my first run of this, I, I beat around the bush and I was like, yeah, I don't want to mention them, but I'm gonna fucking mention them. Okay. There's a group and it hits to my heart. It's US Army NCOs past and present. Right? It's supposed to be a closed group of non commissioned officers from the United States Army that has discussions about NCO business. And all I see on, and I, I left that group, all I would see on that group is people tearing each other down, right? It was no different than a battalion training meeting. It was just like visually watching a battalion training meeting. It was just one NCO ripping each other apart after another. And I just couldn't tolerate it anymore. But I left, you know, I have a choice on social media. I, can, I could choose to engage and be one of the assholes or I could choose to just walk away and not contribute to something that is a negative representation of what I spent 20 years of my life trying to make better. So how do we not be statistics? Well, we have to be part of the positive statistics. We have to understand them, right? We have to understand our challenges. And then we have to operate within our capacity to try to improve it. And some of it just is we have to want to be better. And if you don't want to be better, and if you're one of the ones that just wants to sit there with your hand out, well, then when people are trying to make things better, then just shut the fuck up and back up. And that's something that I see, too, is a lot of people will offer criticism but bring no solutions to the table. And I, I guess that's kind of the summary point here is how do we be better as a community, bring solutions? We have to get back to taking care of each other. When we served, when we deployed, it was all about to the man and woman to our left and right. And as veterans and retirees, we have to continue that mantra of taking care of the man and woman to our left and right. We have to be strong enough in our own conviction to care enough to reach out and say, hey, brother, hey, sister, are you okay? You have to give a shit, right? And in all my years of training soldiers, that's the one thing I could never figure out is how to train someone to give a shit. Well, I still don't have that answer, but yeah, we'll see. So in closing, 
There's so much data out there on statistics on veterans. Some of them apply to me. Some of them don't. Some of them might apply to you. Some of them don't. But they all apply to the veteran community, especially if they're veteran statistics. And I think is an is an subset of our population, as a section of our community, we should want to be better. God damn it, we were the, we're the top three percent, two percent, one percent, depending on what statistic you're looking at of our population. In almost 20 years of war, we're the few people who volunteered either right before it, during it, to stand up and say, "I will take the fight. I will take the burden of this, and I'll carry it forward, and I will represent my country." Well, I see a lot of people. That, that like to say when it benefits them, although my time in the service or my time in uniform is over, but my, my oath to my country isn't, well, you should live that mantra at all times, not just when it benefits you. That means embrace the suck. That means take care of your brothers and sisters. And that means conduct yourself as a soldier, a sailor, an airman, or a Marine, whether you wear that uniform or not. So that's kind of my rant. That's our show for today. I appreciate you tuning in. Before we close and go to the Remedy Alpine update, uh, the, the second segment of the show, if you like what you what you hear on our program, please give us a review. I mean, five-star reviews are, are obviously the best. We appreciate those. If there's things that you would specifically like to hear discussed on the show, drop us an email at bullets to beans at gmail.com. You can hit us up on our Facebook page. We want this program to be specifically for veterans. We want it to be entertaining, but we want it to be informative. So give us some feedback. I value the feedback coming up in a, in, in a few more episodes as we get some of the technical things wired in and dialed in and, and good quality audio. And we've got the production side figured out. We're going to start interviewing guests. If you think you've got a story that you would like to share and tell, reach out, drop me a line, and uh, I'll get you added to the list of future interviews and we'll get you lined up on one of our shows. So that's our show for today, folks. We appreciate you and uh, stay tuned for updates from Remedy Alpine. We'd like to start off this week by thanking everybody that came out to the fundraiser that we had at the VFW last weekend. The contributions, the fundraising, the 50-50 raffle, everything netted about $700 in operating capital for Remedy Alpine. A huge thank you for the community that came out to support that. Keep in mind, folks, that $700, it goes directly back into the veteran work that we do in the local community here in Alaska. Next, we've got... This coming Thursday, the 13th, will be our Bullets to Beans live series at Jitters Coffee House in Eagle River at 6 p.m. So if you're one of our regular followers or participants, come on out and hang out with us. If you're new to Remedy Alpine and want to figure out what we're about, come hang out, have some coffee with us. Then coming up on the 22nd and 23rd, we've got the Perch Winter Camping. March 1st, we've got the Veterans Outreach Fair. And then into March, we've got Gold Star Peak and some other pretty awesome events coming up. So for more information, please go to www.remedyalpine.org. You can check us out on Facebook and at Instagram. Uh, We will try to get better at tweeting, uh, but no promises there. So as usual, thank you for following Remedy Alpine. Thank you for following the Bullets to Beans podcast series. This is the official podcast of Remedy Alpine, reminding you to work the mountain and rest your mind.